and welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. This is season eight. I can't believe we're here already up to episode five. So many great brands to discuss today. We'll be talking Sandy Lake, Parker Maple, Safe Grabs, Silly Dog, and Cookie Kahuna. He sent us some cookies. That's Wally Amos from two weeks ago. Don't go away. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin <laughs> thank you so much for joining us after buzz tv fans we are here at shark tank so glad to be here again i am zoe hewitt you might be wondering where is the only camshaft he is not with us again tonight we are sorry we will hopefully have him back next week but i'm zoe hewitt you can find me on twitter and instagram at zoe said what that zoe said what and sitting directly to my left zoe did what is the question we think she took cam out behind the building <laughs> and beat him is what he's getting at <laughs> yeah, in order to take his place we see her she's such a shark um, i'm chris howard you can reach me at chris howard live on twitter and instagram or at legendarylivingdaily.com i'll say and uh, where you can find daily tips, uh, inspiration, motivation, entrepreneurial stuff, and legendarylivingtv.com for YouTube. Over to you. Yeah, it is very <laughs> inspirational stuff. I follow you. Thank you, my love. I am a rabid fan. Ah. This is Constance Dunn. It is so great to join. This is my second week, and uh, it's great to be here. Constance Dunn. Instagram. You can check me out at Twitter as well. Constance Dunn. Now, I think before we get into... I knew you were rabid. <laughs> now, I think before we get into the great brands that we had this week, first we have to address the elephant in the room or the cookie in the room. So, Wally Amos, who was on the episode a couple weeks ago, he is the cookie kahuna. You might remember him from Amos Famous Cookies. Famous uh, Famous. Famous. <laughs> <laughs> so excited about those cookies. So he has started a new brand, the Cookie Kahuna. He sent us a ton of wonderful cookies, chocolate chip, chocolate chip pecan, butterscotch macadamia. So delicious. We have been snacking for the past while. <laughs> we have yeah. to eat all these bags tonight. So that's uh, that Wait, was a we joke. <laughs> we don't have to eat all the bags tonight. I love the ingredient list, too. I just wanted to point out it's oh. like very pure. It's like okay. very whole ingredients. Like you know the what I mean? driven snow. Yes, very like chocolate chips and cocoa butter. It's just very, very nice. And the cookies are addictive. I'm actually not a sweets guy, but I started eating a couple of these, and I was like, oh yeah. And then just sitting there like and they the keep cookie going. monster for the next 15 minutes. You, know, you said yeah. they reminded you of McDonald's cookies, didn't you? Or no? No, not no, 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 <laughs> not like Cookie Monster. No, I'm yeah. sorry, shit. No. I said the wrong thing. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, these are delicious. Um, I was saying the size because oh, they're size. the small cookies. They are bite size, which is even <laughs> that was better. That's a crappy thing to say. They don't taste anything like McDonald's cookies. It's snackables. Snackables, which means you can eat so many. And actually, we have so many hosts here at AfterBuzz who have been snacking with us and coming up to us and saying, oh, cookies. But these are mine. Some? And Chris Howard is going to officially get a note put in his file because he's e eating cookies on the oh, air. Oh, yeah. You're just Listen to this. Listen friend. to this. These are crunchy cookies because I usually like soft cookies. But these are crunchy cookies. And yeah. no one wants to listen to you. <laughs> they are delicious, though. Yeah. So, Wally Amos, thank you so much for sending us these delicious, delicious cookies. And uh, always, we're happy to try out product on These air. are so good. Yeah, so everybody go and buy Wally Amos, famous mm -hmm. Amos. Or no. The uh, Cookie Kahuna. The Cookie Kahuna. 
Also, I'm really excited because it looks like I think that we have um, one of our entrepreneurs in the chat with us tonight from Sandy Lake. So hopefully we'll get Yay. some great response and we can chat back and forth with her tonight. And yeah. of course, Fantasy Stats Guru, thank you yeah. always for being here. And uh, Fantasy Stats says also, glad that we clarified what happened with Cam behind the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't would... let anybody tell you that entertainment is not a just dirty business. Dirty business. <laughs> so getting right into it, we have Melissa. Dirtyzoe.com. <laughs> Zoe did what? <laughs> you too. Dirty Zoe did what? So we have Sandy Lake was our first product in the tank. Uh, Melissa was there. She was asking for $100,000 in exchange for 10%. Um, the gist of it is that it is a clothing company um, that is cool clothing. It's Great unisex. Great clothing. Good for girls. Good for boys. If you don't know what unisex is. Mm -hmm. And in the last two years, she sold $340,000. She sold $340,000 <laughs> worth of product. Yeah. So what were your initial thoughts? Great designer. Uh, like she, Her design was really, really neat. I thought these, uh, the, the clothing really stood out. So when I saw that, I thought, ah, that was, I was really impressed by that. Yeah, definitely. She was talking about how she wanted an alternative to kind of the frilly, I'm paraphrasing, frilly yeah. stuff. And I, I thought that there's a lot of humor. And of course, I love the America shirt, too. The right. one that we'll probably get to with the... Oh, that like, was interesting, yeah. Yeah, very. but, but great designs. And I kind of actually going to check them out anyway, because I have little nieces and nephews that might like the little attitude shirt. How neat were the different phrases she came up with exactly. and stuff, the little slogans. I mean, what was... Uh, what did it say about dad? It was like... Uh, rad dad. Rad dad. dad. I mean, yeah. how cool is that? Always you on know? vacation. That one was really cute, too. Always on vacay. Yeah. That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get that. I'll take the t-shirt. <laughs> It'll be a half shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I a hope not. Baby one. I hope not. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a baby, I think. Okay. Well, I'll look like I have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a bit intense in the tank. So we did find out that the kids' shirts were selling for $22. Her cost mm -hmm. was $5.50. So it seemed like a great margin. Yeah, good margin. Right? Yeah. Um, but Mark and Kevin went out, Robert went out, and then we did get an offer from Barbara. Mm -hmm. Barbara offered 100000 but she wanted 40%. She also yeah. said it was contingent on a partnership with Grace and Lace, and um, she wanted to mm. an answer immediately. So she was pulling what we've seen a little bit in the Shark Tank this season. Of, tough, I want yeah. an answer, and I want it now. Barbara. Yeah, yeah she's tough, man. Yeah, I feel like they're all taking each other's playbook with that. Yeah. Well, it, I want an answer now. Yeah, I, I think it's not really fair to the entrepreneur, and the reason why I say that is because you know if you're going to go into business with somebody as a partner you really want a partner who can hold their own from a negotiation mm -hmm. perspective as they're moving forward mm -hmm. so for me if you know if the partner is able to stand up that's a good sign i don't think that the sharks always take it that way mm -hmm. you know that they're able to do a little negotiation and stuff that they don't take the first bite or the first you know i agree because i feel like mm -hmm. it's not i mean they can put you on the spot and say right. i want an answer now but i feel like they're smart to say, I want to hear from everyone else. Yes. Of course. That shows intelligence and that's yes. what you want to be in business with. Exactly. You don't right. want someone to jump into the right. first thing they hear. Right. Because Barbara was saying that, because Lori started talking and, mm -hmm. and Barbara said, if she offers, right. my my offer is pulled yeah. the minute her offer comes out of her mouth. Right. Right. And yeah. she goes, I don't Strong even want to hear the pitch. Yeah. She, and as we find out, there really wasn't one forthcoming. Yes, right. yes, which was unfortunate, right? Lori said that she thinks that the business is doing well on its own, and well, kind of because and and this was it. the real issue was that they had uh, they had the spike in sales that occurred, and I mean three hundred and forty thousand dollars in sales in two years is not that bad for a beginning business with mm -hmm. you know just a solopreneur basically. Mm -hmm. um, but they've only had sixty seven thousand dollars in sales since January, which depending upon when the episode was filmed didn't sound like a whole lot. It wasn't impressive 
offensive to them. And so the the kicker was this thing about the shirt that got knocked off uh, and they found it at the Target store. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to... Yes, and that was fascinating, absolutely. Yeah. Did and that wanna... got them viral a little, mm-hmm. and that was that America right. shirt that so, she was yeah. wearing. Do you want to share uh, what happened? Yeah, right. sure, go ahead. Right, right. There was the idea that um, there was a knockoff found mm-hmm. at Target, and Target. <laughs> she took a picture... Um, uh, Basically, she took a picture and she put it on her social media and, you know, one friend told another friend told another friend and that shirt got a lot of juice and got a lot of... So it was one that she had designed, but somebody else knocked it off and sold it to Target. Right. And was selling it through Target. And Target really did the right thing here because when she contacted Target and said, hey, you're selling my shirt... Even though the shirt was not actually copywritten, copywritten, they yanked it, which was kudos to Target Very for being much. on that. Also, because and I'll just I'll just share the the term is actually just uh, it's copyrighted instead of copywritten. Just be, and I, uh, but you, technically they own the copyright the moment that they print the shirt or, uh. or the moment that they create the design. They own the copyright. However, what happens is if you file it officially through the government, the U.S. Um, Patent Trademark, then Office. what happens is you get an automatic. $100,000 for each defense of the copyright, I believe. So for every, uh, you know, like if, let's say that store had a purchase of X amount, they would get $100,000 per uh, per shirt even, per, mm-hmm. uh, potentially, mm-hmm. that would help them to pursue the uh, the lawsuit. Oh, um, so okay. they, so co- officially copywriting it is a good thing to do because it makes it easier to pursue, but it's not necessary. She still had a legal mm-hmm. case if she wanted to pursue it. There probably were uh, not much money right. in it, but... Well, well, Melissa's in the chat. She says that in the moment that it felt oh, nerve-wracking good. but fun to be okay. there. Yeah. And since the show has aired, she said the support has been absolutely incredible. They've been going absolutely nonstop. And she said that a third party found the shirt on or found them also on Pinterest, and they love Target. Target totally did the right thing. Right. So, awesome. yeah, it felt good to hear something good about a big retailer as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Melissa, I'm just curious, Are do you have any thoughts? And it would be great to have you call into the show. Maybe next week or something, you call in uh, on Skype. We could have you in. Uh, but I'm curious, Did uh, have you reached out to Target yourself now to try to uh, establish that account? I'm sure you have. I'm just curious how that's gone for you so far. Um, so right, you get a right. To because back. one of the issues was the pairing up of with Grace and Lace as right. the the offer that she yeah got. she didn't want to go into business with a current clothing designer right. out there, and we and we get that that's that right. makes sense she just it's wanted especially since the brand looks very different yeah well Grace and also and she just wants to build her brand she doesn't want to be all of a sudden and because who knows what happens with that if then once they bring this mm-hmm. other company in they could gobble up her brand and that's not what she wanted yeah. um so in the end there was no yeah. deal no so deal. right before we move on then. Uh, in or out, would you have invested? I think, let's see, what was she asking? She was asking was 100K for 10%. 10%, 100,000. I think that if, like, you would have to have more of it, um, a higher percentage in order to make it really uh, lucrative and something. I think she's great talent that's worth inve- that she's worth investing in. But I also see that there's not really a business model, like the shark said, that's up and running that... Boy, if you just throw some more money at that, it's like putting fuel on fire that's mm-hmm. going to fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was what was missing in the offer. Um, 40%? Yeah. You would have done yeah, it for 40%, 40. yeah. Oh, okay, 40. that's yeah. a big chunk. Yeah, what yeah. about you? I almost think that, well, no, personally, just because I think it's a difficult business. and Clothing, yeah. Right, but I think that I almost got the sense that doing it as a solopreneur was actually would work very well for her. I think she wants more growth. She though. wants a yeah. lot more growth. Huh? Yeah. Right, right, right. Why but but you are correct. It's like, I, I, at least from my perspective. It's a love that, type of thing. Yeah, it is. And her designs are so good mm-hmm. that uh, there's there's market there for that. But I think she wants more growth. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, before we get to my in or out, Melissa does say that she would love to call in, so we will get that set up oh, with her after the show ends, so we'll nice. see if we can arrange that for next week. Yeah. She also says that they did reach to, out to Target, they were not interested, and they have focused on building their company instead of fighting Target at this point. Right. I also wonder um, if, if things would have been different if Damon had been around, since he is really the go-to right. clothing guy and he's right. not That's one of true. the sharks, so I'm curious about that. Yeah, um, I bet you it would have. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. For me, I feel like I don't know clothing enough. Right. I'm not a clothing right. enough person to invest in a clothing business. So yeah. um, that's I'll, where I would have been. But um, Melissa, if you want to send any things for us to show, any clothing or stuff, we'll wear them <laughs> next week if you want to send them. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. it's a tough business too, especially t-shirts. It's to go big. Do you understand? Right. I think that it's very tough to go big. Well, we'll point. find out more from Melissa hopefully next week. And then um, moving on, we have Parker Maple. And so Josh was there. It is He's 18. It's his company that he started years ago. He was asking for 200000 in exchange for 20%. And basically, he loves maple and yeah. has started an entire line of maple products. So maple butter. And the big one that the Sharks loved was the maple cotton candy and, yes. of course, maple syrup as well. So first thoughts on maple. Oh, I thought it was such a great story. He was 15 when he started tapping those trees and making it happen. And he's a smart kid, and he has infrastructure in terms of his dad, who, of course, has helped him get a loan and, of course, gave him, um, offered him a loan of $70,000. So he definitely knows how to do it. But it was the low margins, man. Cost him eight forty six, and he retails for eleven ninety nine. Yeah. Yowza! Right. And especially yeah. when you start getting into, the, I think the Costco's and stuff, yeah. aren't they? Don't they kill you on margins? Yeah, because so. well, that's I think he said he was selling them for like eight bucks a piece or something to retailers, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I mean, um, that's but, what I have. I have that he did. He was looking at a hundred thousand dollar order from Costco after rebranding. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be selling it for eleven ninety nine, and it costs him eight forty six. So yeah. those would be the margins with Costco. Yeah. And I agree that's not a lot. Yeah. It's a high cost. I mean, good maple syrup, cost. I guess, is, it, costs a lot. And there were a couple other issues too. The uh, there was no there was no proprietary anything. Um, so it's uh, you know, anybody there's no barrier to entry. Anybody could get into mm-hmm. it. Um, it's and he said it himself. It's more of a commodity. So there's no. Once again, it goes back to the barrier to entry. Anybody can come up and fight him. He said it was really the brand that he was establishing that was what was going to make it relevant. Mm. What I will say is that his he was doing a pretty darn good job. I think that might have been mine. He was doing a pretty darn good job of establishing that brand. I liked his branding and all that mm, stuff that yeah. he had. The cotton candy looks great, yes. and you know, by gosh, gosh, gosh darn it, if you're out there and you're watching <laughs> uh-huh. and you want to send some of that, we love to taste your cotton candy because the sharks were going crazy about the cotton candy. Weren't the they? taste, everyone was going. Everyone crazy. That's why I thought there'd be somebody jumping. Really? More people because, jumping. Yeah. Well, I love this. I feel like this episode yeah. is the episode of Chris Howard reaching out to cyberspace. Uh, send us stuff. <laughs> Well, no, you did such a good job with these cookies. I'm like, and uh, I'm amazed. I didn't do anything. He contacted me and said, "Can I send you cookie cookies?" Kahuna. I said, "Thank you." Aloha. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but so. the, but I definitely would love to try that cotton candy. And um, yeah. I'm a maple syrup fan, I guess. If uh, you know, I'm not a big pancakes and syrup. I don't put syrup on pancakes or anything. But only maple. on eggs. Yeah, no, I don't even put syrup <laughs> on things. But it sounds like it sounds good. And the cotton candy sounds good, so I want some of that. But. Um, so there was no bar- there was uh, no barrier to entry in terms of building it up, and he didn't have a machine, and his projections were unfortunately way right. off because right. he was he was saying 1.5 yeah he said mm-hmm. by year end we should do okay. one point five, but there was just zero reality to base that on. Right. By year end, he should do what he got the purchase order mm-hmm. for, and then uh, which was a hundred thousand, right? 
Yeah, it was a hundred thousand from Costco. Um, the one that didn't happen. Yeah, well, we're still waiting. Right, everything. That's was one in a store. Waiting, you can't waiting, you can't waiting. call seventy five stores landed in your projections, but more right. power to him because he's young mm-hmm. and he's starting. Because um, they're going to want to see evidence of that. If he had lined up purchase orders from the other stores or a promissory note that's mm-hmm. or some sort of a promise that once we do this and we hit X amount of sales, we'll roll it out to 75. That's a different thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's definitely different. The only thing I was a little confused about is I know there are different grades of maple syrup. So although he said, yes, everyone can do this, I was curious because there are different qualities. It has mm-hmm. to do with how it's processed. There's like an A and a B. Did you not know that? No, I did not know There's this like an, Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad to have this info. Yes. There's, I think it's an A and a B is what it's called, and actually B is the one that's better. You're kidding. So A really? sounds like it should be. Yeah, it's like the one that seems like it should be a step down. So it does have to do with different levels of quality, which I think has to do with how it's processed. But okay. I, I don't know enough about maple syrup, but I did love that Kevin said he was known as the maple man. What mm-hmm. kind of surprise was that? Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask you. Were you tapping trees or something when you were young? You were out there with Kevin. That's why you like Mr. Wonderful, because you're the maple girl. <laughs> that is right. And did you guys see that little um, vignette they had of Kevin's life? Um, oh, yeah, that was yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. That was our update. Showed they, they were making him more human. They were, and I like yeah. that mm-hmm. it seems like that will be some of their updates this season, doing that with the Sharks. So um, we have Barbara, who went out immediately. Uh, Robert went out. Lori went out in mm-hmm. the end. Uh, Mark did say he was impressed. He loved the cotton candy, and he said he was mm-hmm. impressed in particular that it was very locale. Um, um, did he did he like the spread too? Didn't he? Was it the spread that he really? There was one. Was it the cotton or was it the, the cotton, cotton candy? candy was what oh, he really? mentioned in particular, huh. and he had great margins. But he's Mark's advice was that um, Josh should be adding the to the cost instead of selling it for one fifty. It should be two ninety nine. But he said and putting one hundred and fourteen calories. Is that what it was? Calories. And putting, yeah. It's remarkably low cal. But right? in the end, he said that it's not scalable for him. And um, same for Kevin. He said there's no way to do it without taking too much equity. So in the end, it was a no deal for Josh. Constance, would you? have been in or out oh i would have been out okay out i want to be in i'll be in (laughs) and share your cotton candy (laughs) so i I think i'm going for it i want to be in so i'm in okay you're in the maple business (laughs) i'm in the maple business now i think because i really love the idea of tapping into a tree and drinking maple so safe grabs is up next cindy she was asking for seventy five thousand in exchange for 12 percent uh it's basically a silicon silicone Silicon. I Silic- feel like silicon makes me think Silicon Valley. But it's the silicon. Same thing. Yes. Silicon mat. And um, basically, you can use it for anything. Her main pitch was that you can put it in the microwave so when your dishes get hot in the microwave, Crazy. you can lift them off. But you can use it for anything, like as a pot holder, as the lid to a pot, anything. Place you might that. use a pot holder for it. Didn't you feel like you're watching one of those Sham Wow commercials? Yes. Sham Wow! You can clean up this. You can do this. You can put it as a hat. You and can, you can use it for anything. Like yeah. her presentation, too. They did. She was good at selling it. Yeah, she's a I good thought, yeah. barker. I thought it could have gone either way. So I was waiting to see what they were going to say. I was curious. Because it annoyed you. A little bit. Yes, same here! Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it annoyed me a little bit, too. Why? Because it didn't seem like it was really anything. Yes! Yes! Like, what is this product? It's a pot holder! I thought, yes! Okay, that's why I was, this was a neat one. But that's perfect for sale on TV, so it doesn't surprise me. Because it's like, you can turn this into this, you can turn that into that. Just order right now, and we're going to throw in this. And you're going to get the, they should get the ShamWow when they buy this. (laughs) And I think people like the idea of getting something that does multiple things. There's something really attractive about that. Right. It feels like you're getting something for free, is what I think it is. Yes, and less stuff. Yeah, I suppose. I I don't know. Like usually, when I reach into the microwave and the dish is hot, I wind up going, "Ow, ow, 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 ow!" Right. And 
so, but that's so it's solving a problem that we have because I do the same thing. I'll, 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 and you hope that you make it over to the counter. You usually do, yes. right? But then your your fingers hurt, or you have to set it down to rest, and then you got to go grab it again and then move it. I guess, but but eventually it cools off, or I she use just the dish goes towel. for it. Is what she says. She doesn't. Just, she knows it's going to be hot, but instead of getting the proper garb and garbing herself, garb yourself she up. Just, she just go breathes through the pain, which we all got do when we're reaching for that. Pop, microwavable popcorn but, right, think and cold, you need it cold. yesterday. Because it won't always be that hot. That's the thing too. It's not like this is an issue that happens with everything. So no, I guess but you the do idea burn your fingers sometimes, and if you feel that pain, so she's saying. But if it's right. what, how much did it cost? Eleven bucks or something? It, the ten inch was twelve ninety five. The fourteen inch is fourteen ninety five, and it costs her two seventy five. Yeah, okay. nice margin. Okay, yeah. so nice you buy the twelve ninety five, and you and you and they package them in sets of two, right? That I, I didn't that get. Did I, I didn't. She she did say that the packages she gave them were multiple, but I oh, didn't. Oh, maybe just so they could see the two different sizes. I'm not, but yeah. I'm not sure. There was no mention that I caught. It maybe solves a problem. But the, do you feel like if you pulled the two corners up, that the bowl might fall or the dish might? Yes, did you I get that, got that, yes. that feeling. Well, yeah. I think what you're supposed to do is you pull it up and then put your hands against the bowl, so you're not. The gangling. Okay, you were smarter with it than we were. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm picturing. I think in right. her demonstration, she basically dangled. And then it makes that, a placemat. You, you know what? It's just one of those things that people could find enough utility for it that they'd pay. You know, that, you know what? I'll pay twelve ninety five and get this thing. Okay, I bought the silicone. Um, silicone. Silicone makes me think of breasts. But I think it is. it's just like <laughs> messing with but my it's mind. the same tonight. stuff, isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. Well, they've yeah. changed, right? At any rate, so I bought probably from Bed Bath & Beyond, which I'm feeling like is really the Shark Tank store now, but this was years ago, the one that has ridges, because it's supposed to also help you open um, jars, because Mm -hmm. it has that traction. So it's a pot holder and a jar opener, and I thought, oh, great, because I really love that. How'd it it work? Not at all. (laughs) Oh, it didn't work. Not at all. Couldn't open a single jar with that thing. Maybe you're just too weak. Yeah, maybe the pot holder thing didn't work. <laughs> nail polish with it. I always but, have that thing. I always hand my husband every nail polish because uh, I can never open it. It just didn't have enough traction okay. to do anything, and it was still big enough and bulky enough that you still couldn't. So that's not this product, so don't get me wrong. See, I'm not saying this again. Safe grabs. I'm saying this about the product oh, yes, I owned. Are. But um, to me, I just feel like... You know, see, I, I think uh, it will sell, and I think they'll. I think that Lori will make a lot of yes. money with it if they if they have a television platform, which is you know she's saying retail. I don't know if I see it so much retail. I think most they're going to drive most of the traffic through TV. QVC. So yeah. we have Mark was out. He said it's a product, not a company. We have Barbara who says she's out. She uses a towel in the microwave, which actually, like I said, really impressed me that uh, anyone uh, has uh, enough yeah. foresight to put a towel in the microwave. Oh, I know that whole towel thing. I was like, yeah, I want to hear this. I lost it within about 10 seconds. I was like, oh, yeah, that's too complicated for me. <laughs> uh, Kevin says he thinks it's a challenge. He's out um, for good return. Robert was out. Lori offered 75000 but for 30%. 30. She says she thinks she'll get it everywhere. She'll also give the money to fulfill purchase orders there was a counter and she's gonna make her a millionaire she said that's what she said cindy countered at 17 percent which to me was a surprise that's a big jump and then a bad negotiation well and then and then let's just so then uh the calendar was Lori said she'd go at 25 percent the counter then back was 20 
um, Lori said no to that. So they did make a deal at 25% in the end. So she ended up, so the original deal was uh, a, 12. And then, but Lori said she'd give uh, uh, 30. 30. So she got five extra points. I think it's worthwhile if you mm-hmm. think you're going to grow that big, mm-hmm. you know, to, to haggle back and forth a couple of times. Uh, I think a good business person would do that because, okay. you know, every point counts. You got to count for every or, yes. or fight for every inch of profit. Yeah. But I felt like the counter at 17 was a little overly low. dramatic, I guess. It and, was and very Mark low. mentioned, he goes, yeah. I think you're over negotiating. Yeah. So look, right. at, you're offering me 30% right. and I'm like, hmm. 17 yeah like you could be at that point go take a flying i don't i don't play i don't play that because to to, if you're really going to be making money to argue over a couple of points for me is like too much but you know it's it's prudent because if you were on a show like the prophet um he's going to fight for every inch every one of those uh points is is going to make a difference and when he goes back in to turn businesses around he ends up looking for how can we grab a uh, little bit of profit here, a little bit of profit here, and then all of a sudden you right. see the sum total of it equals a lot of profit. Right. So, uh, I mean, that is true. I just think that 17 sounded... As a counter. Yeah, as a counter. If, but, I think if she had countered at 20, right. that would have been appropriate. It would have felt a little better. She might have wound up at 22 and a half or someplace else. So by going down to 17, uh, she wound up at 25. Although, I'm going to sound terrible, but she's Asian, and Asian uh, Asian cultures do negotiate differently as well. Ah, okay. Um, so um, was she American? There are yeah, cultural differences. No, I promise you, 100. percent No, I've well, we don't know where she's from, or if right. she was born somewhere else. That part we never established. Well, but she's going to have parents that come from the same uh, culture. Well, we don't know how long her family has been in this country, so I right. hesitate to jump to that. I also would like to say, like. Having lived in Japan myself, the Japanese do not haggle. They're the only place the Japanese find it acceptable, for instance, and I'm not saying Cindy is, but the only place Japanese people find it acceptable to haggle is like in a flea market situation. And it's a very different style. So although some Asian cultures, like Thai cultures, like Southeast okay, Asia, China, but, all over so the it depends. I, I don't want to say like a blanket statement because we don't know where she's from. We don't know how many generations. Yeah, but there's always there, going to be so. cultural impacts in terms of how people mm, will that's a good point. how people will do it. You know, yeah. sort of about uh, uh, pigeonhole, pigeonholing people, is, but there is a cultural impact in terms of how they're going to do it too. Okay, so, maybe. cultural differential. Yeah, that makes that's that's pretty maybe. interesting in general and business. It's uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I had to relearn how to do business going into Asia. It was a different. It's a very different. Style. Yes, yeah. You, I general, didn't know you lived in Japan. Oh yes. yeah, I did because yeah, they had those underwear machines you talked about. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> if you guys remember that last season, <laughs> Fantasy Stats Guru, you probably remember this. Uh, we were talking about, for whatever reason, I don't recall now, but in Japan, they used to sell used underwear in vending machines. Now it is no, just... No, they don't. Yes. They don't. I it didn't hear that. It was outlawed. If you, so if you weren't with us that episode, it was actually outlawed. Now you can only buy brand new underwear in vending <laughs> machines. And yes, I convinced a friend of mine to travel about two hours by train so we could seek out one of these. See, they were machines. haggling on the underwear. <laughs> Mary had Take a, a used little lamb. in or out with with safe grabs oh with safe grabs i'm actually out okay you know what I, i'm in 
Of course okay. you are. <laughs> you the know, margins, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, she's going to move a lot through television. Lori's going to do what she said. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Actually, I don't love the product, right. but yeah. I feel like I could totally see selling this product even if I don't believe in it. So oh, my God, I'm Zoe. I'm in for safe grabs. What kind of opportunist are you? <laughs> Although the fantasy stat screw says the only time he thinks he would make a percentage negotiation would be if fighting for a majority of the business. Um, yeah, I, you know what? To, to oh. be honest, I'm kind of in his boat. I, like, I I would appreciate a business partner or somebody who negotiated for every inch. However, me as an individual bringing another partner in, I'm not going to worry too much about the 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 points. A point here, a point there. Uh-huh. Um, if you're going to do a lot of business. You know, there should be a, a win in it for everybody. And Fantasy Stats also remembers the underwear vending machines. So ah! <laughs> you, did you buy any Fantasy Stats? <laughs> on that wonderful note, silly dog. We've got Mikey, his dog Bentley. He was asking for $100,000 in exchange for 15%. We are back to this product, silicone, silicone. That, <laughs> that I feel like is throwing me for a loop. Well, when you say silicone, you think of Madonna. I think of Silicone Valley like and like Silicone Breast Implants. Yeah. But still, but I guess it's a, just the material that is made yes. of it, right? And I mean, like they make bakeware out of it. This is like a whole different show tonight, Candace. Like... <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so anyway, so basically, he's selling dog tags right? that don't make noise. He felt like he kept hearing his dog collar knock together. Mm-hmm. It annoyed him. He came up with this. The problem with plastic is that they fade. This will not fade. He's selling it for $19.99 with shipping included. It takes about three to five days. It costs him only $2.99 to make, and you can customize front and back. So right. I know you're a dog owner, Chris. Well, I, you know, more than that, like the, I, the dog sounds don't really bother me too much, but Alexis, mm-hmm. one of our producers here, she has her little dog here, Rocky. Mm-hmm. And Rocky's running around, and she and I'm like, can Rocky come in for the show? And she's like, no, he'll make too much noise. His tag will make too much noise. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, they have silicon tags now. Silly uh, dog. <laughs> silly dog. Silly dog. Silly dog. Oh, that's why it's silly dog. I couldn't get it. Okay, so I get it now. <laughs> silly, silicon. Okay, um, dogs with silicon. Uh, but uh, I like it. I, I like it as a product. I don't know how somebody would possibly make a whole lot of money with it. That's my issue. They're slicing and dicing, man. Did you hear the yeah. situation they have going? Yeah, on? I did. Forty-two thousand in sales. They have a projection of two hundred thousand. They're in stores. They're doing pretty well. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I disagree. I feel like I can definitely Imagine. see how this is. How this the is licensing a sounded like can't. good. And when Mark, when he said, "Oh, so I'd put the uh, you know, so you could the do Mavs it on logo. yeah the yeah. Mavs logo if I did it like on a keychain or something like that," mm-hmm. I could see mm-hmm. a higher use in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what kind of turned me on. But uh, you're going through retail. I suppose, yeah, you could do it online as well. I think it's a neat little product. I guess it's like the silicon things. I think it's a neat product, but having three animals at home myself, you know, I do think that the sound is annoying. And I'm like one of those paranoid pet parents. Uh So my cats, for instance, are indoor only. And yet they each wear like three tags. They have the Humane Society tag. They have the Home Again tag, which is like the tracker because they're chipped. Uh And then they have a tag that has my phone number. So, and these cats don't go outside and they're not even door darters. So that's the level. So my dog, same thing. She has the three different tags. The sound is annoying. Oh, at night, like my dog Riley seems to think that's when she should groom herself and like oh, clink clink clink. Oh. Now you put the chips but, in the tags. Are you saying? No, the chip is actually oh, in, in the, the animal. Yeah, right. it's in. They do it at the Humane Society automatically. Mm-hmm. Like the so the tags would probably be perfect for you. Well, 
That said, and I find the sound annoying, <laughs> I don't feel like it's enough of an issue that I would pay 20 bucks for it. 20 and, bucks. And the Home Again tag that I have is plastic, so I was curious, and I looked right. at it to see if it's faded. It's not. But so he's saying the... that plastic fades, and that's why you can't use plastic, which is what's on the market. So mm-hmm. although I find it annoying, clearly not annoying enough that I've gone out to buy plastic tags. Well, that's the, that was kind of my point. Like, it's like, how is is it such a big problem that there's gonna there's gonna be the rush to market to go buy these things? But I do think that uh, you know they could push it online. They could push it. The, mm-hmm. I guess through the retail. Uh, but he had mm-hmm. so much retail, and he didn't have the sales weren't that impressive for the number of stores that he had. So, um, for me, well, it, it did, it was a feeding frenzy with the sharks. Did you, you know, I saw them, uh, but, but remember his first offer came from Robert and Robert just said, well, I just want to be in business with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll offer you a hundred thousand, yeah. but I want 50%. So right, the, right. the, the offer was, uh, for a much larger stake in the company than what right. he was offering. And I see that if they're going to put that much in that big a stake that, mm-hmm. yeah, there could be licensing things and stuff. Although I, I didn't get what the. Uh, barrier to entry was going to be once again. What's the proprietary thing that's going to cause other people not to, to not copy. to knock it off? Oh, he had a patent, didn't he? He, he had did. a patent pending okay. on the design, and what else? I can't remember what type of patent it was because I know there are multiple types, and I don't remember. Yeah. But I think there was one. Okay. Fantasy mm-hmm. Stat says also it said he wanted to put the Mav collars. He says in the team gift shop, so the dog tags in there. Uh. Um, also, so the feeding frenzy mm. that took place. So basically, um, right, we had Robert who offered a hundred thousand at fifty percent mm-hmm. just because he liked him. Said mm-hmm. no feel for the business, but right. do it. Uh, and they and then we had pretty much everyone who was out and then back in. So where where the offers oh, that was wound weird. up? We had Kevin who wound up offering a hundred for thirty um, percent. He wanted a um, one dollar royalty. Then he switched it to seventy five cents. Then we had Barbara who was uh-huh. back in. She had a hundred for thirty percent, two dollar royalty until paid back. Then let's see, we had Robert who changed his offer a hundred thousand for thirty. He would do it at twenty five percent. Lori, who was in and out a million times, started out at a hundred thousand for fifty one percent because it was a lot of work. In out in, she wound up saying she'd do it at a hundred for thirty percent for fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great I mean, offer, though. Like, I mean, he got an incredible deal, and yeah. it's a good for it's a good deal for her too. Yeah. And so, in the end, I had let's see, and then Barbara was out again. He he did the deal with Lori for the fifty cent yeah. royalty. Yeah, right? he obviously didn't want to go with Robert. He he wanted Lori because he, he thought Lori. that Lori could and do her the retail yeah. powers. Well, now, yeah. what did you guys think of the story? I think he had a great story because the pitch. So we're talking about just the art of the mm-hmm. pitch now. Now he talked about Bentley being a rescue dog, yeah. and he talked about Bentley's jiggling tags. Uh-huh. And I thought that, that he did a very good job on the pitch. What did sure. you think about the flow and the story? There's a lot of different uh, emotional grabs because mm-hmm. there's a rescue dog. Yeah. There's a dog. It's easy. It's a story. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, responding it's to a problem. Kind of his reason why he got into it. The uh, and then he stated the problem. I mean, that's the that's kind of the order and sequence. It's like, why? Here's why I got in. Here's what the right. problem is. Here's why the world needs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought I uh, thought he uh, sequenced it nicely. Um, if we were to talk about the pitch of the night, it mm-hmm. would have been um, our uh, our lady before. What was her name? Melissa. Um, is that or Cindy? No, Cindy. Safe grounds. Yeah, Cindy had the pitch of the night. I think uh, she came out there and showed it in all the different ways. She was like, a, you know, she would be like a barker at a table at an expo or something to get uh, business over. Right, and they liked her, and they kept insisting, you know, you should be part of it. You have to be kind yeah. of the face of this. 
I get it. It just wasn't personally. It didn't but I, hit I, from you a as business much. perspective, right. I had said no, but I would say yes, right. just because again the margins right. and the utility of it. You're just worried about missing out. I don't want to miss out. That would make business sense. It did make business yeah. sense. It was the one like on just, just a stupid you. emotionalism yeah. level. Yeah. It wasn't the pitch I liked. It was annoying, but it made business sense. Right. I mean, what was mm-hmm. your just favorite pitch as far as just like dislike, like dislike? Um, from just before tonight. Just unemotional. Well, think, Who did you like? But most? I think you make a point too that the dog animals do it, and anytime you walk in with an animal or a dog, right? Like or a dog. I would buy these little tags for my dogs. Like yeah, when it comes uh-huh. time to need dog tags, I would buy the little tags. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, on that basis, I, I'll, I'll join you guys on in terms of liking the product. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I just think of the what's the scope? What's how how much is this really going to sell? But if I'd buy it, uh... twenty dollars. I mean, that is a lot for a tag. It's the customization, though, right? Is that what does yeah. it? Now, you're a dog. How much more do I I'm need not. to customize? I mean, what are you going to do instead? Name. You go to Petco and you buy these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much do you pay for tags? I don't remember. It's been so long, but I have to say, like, are like they're like they're cute. The tags. Five bucks. But these are things that are going to be durable, that are going to last with them. They don't... I say, I get why somebody would go through the It was my that. tags, I can guarantee, and I don't remember how much I paid yeah. all those years ago, mm-hmm. were nowhere near $20 a Don't you love your pets? You know what would kill it? You know what would but, drive sales if they had something where a percentage is donated to a local shelter, like... Just even it has to just be a tiny yeah. amount. Like we'll give two dollars per tag to the silent Wouldn't pet those drive shelter. Sales, yeah. I just think it would the silent sales. pet shelter. Silent. <laughs> it, could be, it could be. It could be like the, the <laughs> I a- bunk pets, you know? ABC pet shelter, and it could be their shelter that okay. they have with their yes. five cats. Right. Where the cats do vipassana <laughs> meditation. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So. I'm in, in my end, own world. <laughs> see, it's the cookies. We it got is. Up what is this kahuna sending us? It's made with aloha. Yeah, it is. yeah, aloha. Does it have Constance? Would you be in or out? Yes, silly I'd be dog. In. I'd be in. Okay. They're they're hardworking little chap there. MBA, 25 okay. years old, ready to rock and roll. I think these were made with pakalolo. <laughs> Chris, how are you? Do you know what pakalolo is? <laughs> I'm guessing a drug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's our live silly dog <laughs> in or out. Um, I am in. I'll be in with you. Okay. Well, not with me. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, oh, oh! oh. I just hold, hold out. <laughs> Did you? Were you in or out? You're driving a hard. Were you in or out? I was in. Okay, yeah. we're both right, in. What are in. you? Are you going to be part of the cool table or not the cool table? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't want to miss out. Do you like Put your pet? Spot. Do you love your pet? <laughs> yeah. I, three, I, I have three pets that you hate sixty dollars worth you of dog them. tags and cat tags. You, you know what? I'm going to be in because while I wouldn't spend twenty dollars, right. I think pet products. Yeah, and the margins are good. Now I've just Actually, heard you, you know say, no, 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 you know what? Wait, you're out. I'm out. I changed my mind. You know, you know what? what? I think plastic exists. I don't think. People what if there's are a mountain this. lion that hears your pet and kills your pet because you were out? Well, I hope my pets were in the house where they're supposed to be. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much wraps it up. The only update right. this week was really just about Kevin. Any thoughts about Kevin? Um, oh. Yes. No, you. No, I want to hear you. Battle of the polite people. That's what it's called. (laughs) Um, What I thought was great about Kevin is he goes, he was explaining the idea. People ask him, why are you so mean? And he goes, no, I want, it's, I'm talking to you about the truth. And that's an interesting point because people sometimes are called mean. There's a difference between being brutal Mm -hmm. and unnecessarily brutal or cruel. And then someone just telling the truth because they don't want you to suffer. They don't want to keep making the same mistakes again. Yeah. People always are calling him mean i think he's 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 a very rational guy and he's not gonna he's not gonna 
candy coat kahuna coat it i like that <laughs> he wants right. people to do well man i think he does both you know sometimes you could yeah. be you, you have to be a little tough and it like you know it wakes people up it can it can yeah. what do you think you guys I, think he can well be i mean she I loves like mr him. wonderful i really I like too. him i feel like there's something nice in there i do think sometimes he's too mean you think yeah. he could find but that I niceness al- in him <laughs> but i also think that's a character he clearly knows exactly what his role is in this panel yes they all know their roles well, look, i feel like some of them are shifting in their roles a little bit this season but I think he knows his character very they, well. And they all learned on character. this deal from him because he was the one mm-hmm. that introduced the uh, the portion mm-hmm. of the proceeds going back to pay off his... Uh, so that, I think they're learning from him uh, yeah. in that sense. And he um, got emotional during that little... Oh, He did. They I wanted to show so that. Fake. They wanted to show Mr. Wonderful has heart. You Kevin O'Leary has heart. Cry! I did not buy it. Uh, oh, come on. That looked so fake. Really have to watch it again because I can't stand so fake sudden, crying. It was like... And now I'm done. So Kevin showed <laughs> the emotion. the tears go up back into the eye after <laughs> Kevin O'Leary showed emotion on Shark Tank, and, and Zoe, you think it's fake. It. I don't believe those tears. Okay. It, it just, where it even fell in the story, it just felt disingenuous to me. Wow. All right, so yeah, we're going to call that. you on this. Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> Let us Zoe know. thinks your tears are fake. Um, I thought that was a made-for-TV moment. Yeah, so. we need you on the show to settle this debate once and for all. So as we... <laughs> and we want pictures of when you were a hippie. Hippie pictures, yes. Yeah, the hippie so, pictures. Lots of requests from this panel tonight. So as we wrap things up, I'm Zoe Hewitt. Poor you can Zoe. find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That's Zoe Said What. You can also find me on YouTube at Zoe Hewitt Hosting, where I do a weekly movie analysis show. Chris Howard, where can everyone find you? Find me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. Go to legendarylivingdaily.com right now. Go and sign up for that. You'll get daily entrepreneurial tips, uh, all sorts of fun stuff there. And legendarylivingtv.com for YouTube. Yes, this is Constance Dunn. Reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Constance Dunn. And I do have a little blog website called practicalglamour.org. It is the name of my book about personal self-improvement. There's always tips and tricks and communication uh, ways out of communication conundrums. That is my area of specialty. Thank well, you so much. Well, great. Well, we'll have to all check that out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.